Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Peer Project Podcast. My name is Chris Duke. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for liking. Thank you for streaming or however you consume your podcast. Thank you very, very much for for joining us. I want to start off with a quick apology, actually. Um, I know uh, I haven't put a podcast out recently. Um I've just been I've been trying to get some guests and they haven't been coming back as quick as I would have hoped. But we're getting there and hopefully we'll be back to the weekly format very, very soon. Um, for the past few weeks, so for, the, for the past wee while that we've had the podcast, um, the feedback's been amazing. So thank you for doing that. Thank you for liking, rating and subscribing. Um, the... The love that this podcast has gotten recently has just been fantastic, uh, particularly from uh, the last interview that I did, which was with uh, KP Stratman, who is um, who's a survivor of a mentally abusive relationship, a toxic relationship, and she now helps other people with that. Um, it was it was a great listen. It was a great interview. I loved chatting to her, and as I say, the feedback was just amazing, um, and. All the other guests before that as well were still getting feedback from folk like Joella Naughty or um, Aubrey Edwards from AEW. You know, we're still getting loads of feedback from all of them as well. So thank you to all of that. You can tell I'm, I'm in a grateful mood today. Um, right, today's guest, I'm really, really excited about this one actually. Now, I grew up in the 90s. I am a 90s kid through and through. I love the 90s decade. In fact, I've got a new podcast coming out soon all about the 90s, but we'll talk about that another time. But today I have on the show 90s icon Chesney Hawks, the one and only Chesney Hawks, pun intended. Uh, Chesney Hawks obviously was a massive star in the 90s and went on his own mental health journey throughout his career and his life and we're going to be talking about that just now. So sit back, relax and enjoy my chat with the one and only Chesney Hawks. rock star staying at his parents place that's uh oh i know mate i'm 50 years old living back at my folks house ain't nothing wrong with that especially when you've got a house in la <laughs> yeah that's true that's true <laughs> so how have you been yeah yeah i've you mean generally or, or just yeah, kind just, of like just recently generally, just just how you've been yeah yeah i i've been pretty good actually um you know i've uh i've got a strange kind of life at the moment uh really where where i live in los angeles um 
and that's where my wife is and uh, some of my kids are. Um, and, uh, and then I travel back and forth, um, you know, across the Atlantic to, for, for gigs quite a lot. You know, I'm here in the UK right now and, uh, you know, I'm here for the whole of June and, um, you know, then I, this is kind of my life at the moment. I go back to LA for two weeks, um, and then I'm back here for two months. So it's a, it's a bit of an odd, uh, you know, odd travel. My, my carbon footprint's not very uh, <laughs> left to be left to be desired, but. Uh, <laughs> are you as, um, you know. are you, are you as well known in the States as you are here or can you kind of walk down the street almost? Um, no, I, I can, I can walk down the street in the States. Um, I am known, like people know, what's funny about it is that people know the music um, and they know, some of them know my name, mm-hmm. but uh, they're not connected somehow. <laughs> I don't know why that is. Like the one and only, uh, you know, people will know. And, and, you know, sometimes when I say, yeah, that, that was me. And they were like, oh my God, I thought that was Richard Marks, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, or something like that. They, they, uh, there's there's no connection to it so so yeah i don't have the same kind of celebrity um over there as i do here it's like i won't i won't be doing uh you know dancing with the stars or anything like that <laughs> ah who who knows that mel c did dancing with the stars not that long ago so could yeah. be um or even who was it i think chris jericho was the other one the the the, the wrestler he did one as well so yeah, there's still there's still time for you there's still time. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I, the trouble is I've got two left feet, so that ain't going to be happening. <laughs> <laughs> well, my arc would be pretty good, I think. <laughs> well, there you go. That's it. That's a win then. Um, right. So we've, we've only been chatting for about two minutes and you've already brought up the one and only. So I want to chat about that because I'll be honest with you, right? Honest to goodness, and I, I might sound as if I'm blowing smoke here, but genuinely one of my favorite songs ever. Um, obviously, I, I grew up in the 90s. I'm a, I'm a 90s kid through and through. Right. And um, and it still it stands the test of time, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm lucky in that respect. That is a song that seems to have uh, you know still stand up now, um, and you know it's still played. Uh, it still gets played all over the place, you know, in radio two and everything. And it's very often kind of placed in uh, in film and TV still. Um, so so yeah, it's, it's, I call it a song with wings. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's got its own life out there and. Uh, you know, it it, uh, it went out uh, 30, 32 years ago now, something like oh, that. Wow. 31 years ago, I think it is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, 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 these days I feel like I've kind of given up ownership of the, of the record. You know, it's uh, it doesn't belong to me. It's uh, it, it belongs to those the mm-hmm. people that love it, you know, and, and that have uh, emotional connections to it. Um, you know, over I'm like the custodian of it, if you know what I mean. That's how I feel, you know, because playing it live is uh, it's pretty amazing, actually, you know, because um, just you start that that uh, intro and people are like, oh, it's the one and only, you know, and you can see the energy kind of raise in the room. Um, and so I'm very lucky to have a song like that um, that that people people really seem to love. And, you know, I mean, over the years, I've had so, so many, as you can imagine, so many amazing um messages and emails and social messages and stuff that where people kind of tell me about their connection with it and mm-hmm. you know what what it is about it that they love or you know or that it was like the first song the, the song that was playing when they met their wife or mm-hmm. or you know even like uh, you know sadder things like where it's been played at people's funerals and things like that 
um, it's just kind of a, a self-empowering message, I guess. So it has that kind of uh, that side to it. Uh, that some, and it's some amazing to think as well that that song originally was part of a part of a movie soundtrack. It wasn't like it wasn't meant to be. I, I may be wrong here, but from what I've read and from what I know, it wasn't meant to be as big as it was. No, no, it was a bit of a fluke, to be honest with you, uh, in as much as we had, I had starred in a film with Roger Daltrey. This is back in 1990 now. And, uh, and we, it was a musical based film. I played a young musician mm-hmm. and it, we had, we'd recorded all of the songs from the film um, onto a soundtrack and uh, the record label, like we love the records, we love we love all the songs and everything, and uh, we were just thinking maybe there's a couple of other extras that you know maybe maybe we should look for a couple of other songs, um, possible singles or something like that, you know, and and that's where the song came along. So <laughs> right at the end of that project, you know, it just kind of oh. got tagged on to the end and ended up being the first single, obviously. Unbelievable, and and again, it probably, and I I feel quite comfortable in saying it probably was. One, one of, if not the biggest song for you, considering the fact that it's now, what, 30-odd years later and we're still talking about it. Yeah. Yeah, oh, no, absolutely. It's the most successful song I've ever put out, for sure, yeah. I mean, by a long way. Um, and uh, and <laughs> that could be that could be an issue in an artist's career when you have, you know, a song that is the debut single that was uh, that, was that big. Uh, I remember my my uh, manager at the time, Bill Kerbishley, who also managed The Who and Led Zeppelin. <laughs> in the, we were in a uh, in his um, office, and and I think it was at number five at the time, and it was you know climbing the charts. And uh, he said, "I really hope this isn't a number one." And of course, me as a nineteen year old kid was like, "What are you talking about? <laughs> you know, that's all I've ever wanted in life." And uh, you know, I, I kind of understand you know, in retrospect, what he was talking about. It's a, it's a hard thing to follow. Mm-hmm. But speaking of that, obviously you had a, a, a lot of success very, very young. And you've been very open about this before, the fact that you, 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 made, you made a lot of money, you made it very, very quickly and, and, very, and when, you were, when you were quite young. Um, mm. how, did, how did that affect you personally? You know, just all of a sudden, maybe for, for the sake of things, saying overnight your life just completely changed. Yeah, well, yes, it did. I mean, obviously, you know, one minute I was, you know, just a guy playing piano in local pubs um, to, to you know, selling out arenas and traveling around the world as a pop star and all over front covers of magazines and stuff like that. Yeah, it was a very, very, uh, very fast meteoric uh, change mm-hmm. uh, in my life. Um but I, I did come from a, a, a family that, that was successful in the entertainment business. My dad was in a band called the Tremolos. Mm-hmm. So I kind of grew up with a lot of fame around me, you know, um, not that, you know, th- through my upbringing, you know, my dad was like a, a big famous star. He, he was, um, mm-hmm. but not in my generation, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he had success and I knew that he was, you know, famous. Um, uh, but he had friends, all of his friends were like, you know, Jerry Marsden from Jerry and the Pacemakers and, wow. you know, and, and uh, you know, the Searches and the Marmalade and uh, Herman's Hermits and all these bands from the 60s mm-hmm. uh, were all dad's mates, you know, they're all Uncle Jerry and you yeah. know, for me. So so when it came, uh, you know, to, to my turn to step up to up onto the platform, I guess, onto the stage, I guess, uh, that it, it didn't seem weird. 
you see what I mean? So I yeah. think I had a little bit of a grounding in that side of life. So I know that some people, when, when fame hits them like a juggernaut, um, it, it can be very, very odd and a very, very difficult situ- situation sometimes because what happens is you you lose everything in your life um, as far as like your own anonymity, uh, you, your own kind of you know, ability to just... I don't know, go down in the shops or, or just go to the cinema or the pub with your mates or whatever, you know, that, that kind of stuff kind of goes straight out the window. You literally can't do that anymore. And I remember moments where, you know, I wanted to do that kind of stuff. Um, but I was too scared uh, to, to go out because it was just always way too much. It was, it was always about all about me. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like people would just come up to me and then I, w- I wouldn't be able to talk to my mates because I just have, a, you know, just everybody around me and stuff like that. Uh, and, and around that time, I was young as well. So all of my mates were like, you know, going off to university and doing that, those kind of rites of passage mm-hmm. that, uh, that you have uh, as, as a young person. Uh, and, uh, and so I'm, I'm not, Christ, I'm not complaining at all, but, but it was just, it was an odd way to grow up. Yeah, <laughs> you know? oh, God, I, I can imagine. And, and just having the fact that you've been that young and everybody knows who you are and everybody knows yeah. your business. Um, it must have been... Okay, you had that upbringing. You're, you're you're almost used to it, but it must have been you know tough in a sense as well. Yeah, there were tough there were tough sides to it. I mean, it, it was so crazy uh, those first kind of four four years, I guess, something like that. But it was like I liken it to being kind of in the eye of a storm, you know, because I just got kind of thrown into it and and then suddenly I was just everywhere. I was, I was going to, you know, I remember one day, one day we did seven countries in one day. What? And so, yeah, it was madness, you know, and there's no wonder a lot of these young stars kind of, you know, that, you know, they have health issues mm-hmm. um, because it's, it's really tough. You, the, the, you have to have proper stamina to be, you know, like a, a working pop star in that, mm-hmm. in, in that kind of, that kind of success. Cause you're wanted everywhere. And, you know, uh, there was a lot of traveling and a lot of, you know, answering the, the same questions over and over and over and over and over. I remember fainting in Japan once because just, I guess I'd just been working so hard and, uh, uh, you know, I, I just couldn't take it anymore. And I, and I remember standing up in the middle of an interview and just passing out, you know, <laughs> so it, it's just like your brain just switch, uh-huh. switch itself after a while. You know, you hear about these kind of stuff all the time. I remember, you know, even Adele she had to cancel a bunch of stuff when, you know, oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. her fame. It happens to a lot of people actually. Mm-hmm. And, and it's kind of why I think one of the reasons why, a lot of young people that that have fame get uh, caught up in drinking and, and drugs and stuff like that, because it's a release from from everything. You just want to switch off from it all because it's just mm-hmm. chaos. It's chaos all the time, you know. And you don't know what you do when you you know get up in the morning. I remember I used to think, okay, where, what am I doing today? You know, or I'd be woken up. I wouldn't even, mm-hmm. you know, people wake me up. Right, you're off to uh, Germany to do a TV show. Then you're going to uh, the states. Going to, we're going to New York to do MTV and then we're coming back um, to, you know, Belgium to do a gig. I was like, okay, let's go. You know, that's kind of what life is like when you get that. Sounds. I mean, was there ever a time uh, that you that you woke up or had been woken up and you had to be told <laughs> where you were? Yeah. Oh God. All the time. I used to forget where I was all the time. I mean, you know, I did that classic, you know, spinal tap thing where you, 
you're at a gig in uh, <laughs> in Belgium or whatever, and then you, you say, oh, good evening, Hamburg. I mean, uh, Ghent. <laughs> it's like you don't know where you are. Yeah, I've done that so many times. Like, well, back in those days, not so much now, but yeah, all the time I'd wake up, you know, in random places and not not know where the hell I was. That happened a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, talk to me then about some of the some of the highlights from from early from early on in your career. You know, is there anything that really really sticks out? As you know. If if someone were to ask you, you know, the one big point in your life where you thought, right, this is it, I am at the peak. Um, Is there anything that that stands out for you there? There's a few. Uh, You know, one one was like making it to number one. That was the most surreal moment in my life because, I mean, back then, uh, I mean, I grew up. Uh, as a, a music fan, you know, I used to buy all, I used to buy every single number one record. I didn't get um, pocket money or anything like that as a kid. My mum used to buy me the number one record that, you know, yeah. and so I, I used to listen to, um, you know, the countdown on a Sunday, always religiously watch Top of the Pops, you know. So, you know, I loved music. I lived and breathed it. And, and so when I actually made, you know, made it to number one as an artist. I, I, I mean, I, I thought I was dreaming, you know, it was just such a ridiculous thing to have happened to, you know. Uh, so that was a huge, you know, I was like, okay, well, bloody hell, I've made it, you know. Um, doing Top of the Pops, another one was like, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, I was just, <laughs> I remember as, as a kid, I was like, well, if I do Top of the Pops and and I've been mentioned on The Simpsons and I've made it. <laughs> I never got mentioned on The Simpsons, but I did do Top of the Pops. Not yet. Um, not yet. Not yet. No, exactly. It's, there's still time. Um, and there's other things like touring with Brian Adams. You know, that I did a, wow. I did a around 92, I think it was. I um, did a stadium tour supporting Brian Adams. And that was amazing, you know, and it was right at his absolute height, right around the everything I do, you know? So, um, yeah, that was pretty incredible. And I toured with some great people, you know, I toured with Huey Lewis in the news. That was really great. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's so many, uh, you know, playing, playing, uh, selling out Hammersmith Odeon. That was another amazing thing for me. Mm-hmm. Cause, uh, you know, that was a, a kind of hallowed stage as it were, uh, where, you know, David Bowie had, you know, his first came on as a lad insane or, or in a Ziggy Stardust, wow. you know, and I know all of my heroes had played there, you know, and, and to sell that out was just like, wow, what is going on? You know? So yeah, there was a lot of great highlights really. I mean, just generally uh, I got, uh, you know, I got to experience some amazing things uh, mm. in those days. You know, my, my, uh, my brother is my drummer and has been since we were kids. So he, uh, he was with me yeah. the whole time through, through all of that crazy time, you know, he was always uh, by, uh, you know, by my side, which I think maybe helped keep my feet on the ground. You know, and was that good for you brother. having someone, having someone so close to you with you all the time? I think it was paramount for me. Uh, and I think it's what, uh, what kept me sane. I really do think that because, you know, when you're a younger brother there and, you know, you're a big pop star and everyone telling you you're great and everything, and you've got your brother on the other side calling you an idiot. <laughs> you know what I mean? That'll do Which that. is what, it's what you need. It's, it's what you need. So, uh, you know, I, I say like, you know, I, I didn't really get those, those first few years. I didn't really get to see my friends very much because mm-hmm. um, they were off doing their university and I'm off being a bloody pop star. So, so at least I had my little bro and, and, you know, him and I, him and I have been through so much together, you know, and we've seen so much and, and experienced so much together. I mean, he's still in my band now and we still 
you know, trundle up the the M1, the M1 to Leeds to do a gig, you know, <laughs> in the back of a transit van or whatever, you know, those those kind of things still happen, you know, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and I'm very, very grateful um, to having him. Man, it is pouring down out here. I don't know if that rain, you can no, hear I can't, that. In I, the, can't, I can't hear it. It's actually quite ironic. It's quite bright up here for a change. Oh, well, so, so down south is, is pissing down with rain and yep. miserable and uh, up north, clear skies. Yeah, well, <laughs> as clear as you can get in Scotland. You know what it's like up here. Um, I do. Uh, <laughs> so I, I was reading an article earlier on today about um, back, back when you were kind of at your peak, there was a time where you thought, and this is this is the words from the article. So I'm not putting, hopefully I'm not putting words in your right. mouth here. But there was a time where you thought that, that you were being bullied by by Piers Morgan. Huh, yeah. Okay. So for a couple of questions here. One, I didn't know Piers Morgan was a thing in the early nineties. Gen- yeah. Genuinely, because I, I mean I was maybe eight or nine at that point, so I was quite young. <laughs> um, and secondly, like. How did you cope with that, being so young yourself? Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So Piers Morgan was the editor of the Bazaar column in the Sun newspaper. Okay. And that was the biggest tabloid uh, kind of column in the country. He was quite a powerful guy back then. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he, did, he, he took a, I don't know what it was about me that he, he disliked, but uh, he, it was like every day, something negative and uh, you know, some things made up, some things just to, sell his newspapers or whatever but um yeah he definitely was a bully back then as he is now <laughs> and uh i i think the way that i coped with it as a kid all that kind of negative press stuff because it wasn't just piers morgan you know mm-hmm. uh it was it was all sorts of things you know i mean when you have that kind of level of fame i think that um 
you're going to get a negative backlash uh, mm. from somewhere. You know, these days it's more social media, isn't it? Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I think the way I dealt with it um, as, a, as a young kid is I just uh, pushed it down, <laughs> you know, I, and, and uh, pretended it wasn't affecting me. Mm. And I'd use, I'd use phrase like, ah, it's water off a duck's back, you know, eh, doesn't mean anything. But, you know, and at the time I probably thought that I probably did actually think that was true. Um, you know, and I'd see, you know, it used to make my mum cry and things like that, you know, it's like, it's horrible. Um, you know, cause people like him, uh, they don't realize that it doesn't, it's not just affecting the, mm-hmm. the, the person that they're bullying. It affects everybody around them, you know? Um, and, and so, so it wasn't until many years later that I kind of, I look back and you know your retrospective on your on on life and and I realized that you know I I probably did uh suffer from that without realizing it mm-hmm. you know um and I and I had to come out later on and and I and I guess that's what happens uh with a lot of people in life you know you you look back and you and you realize certain things that maybe affected you more than than you thought mm-hmm. uh, and just I mean for me what helped was just bringing it out Yes. It's just like taking stuff out of the attic <laughs> that's covered in cobwebs, blowing it, blowing it off and having a nice look at it all and saying, oh, yeah, OK, I, I see what happened there. Having a good cry about it. Uh, you know, I'm not saying I've cried over Piers Morgan. I mean, this is just like all sorts of things, you know, mm-hmm. just the, the general craziness of my early life, you know. Um, um, and uh, and then, you know, once you've done that, uh, you can you can just kind of put it aside and, and, yeah. and hopefully move on. I mean, it's always there, all those, those, you know, things that you've been through in life, you know, um, uh, you know, and, and you, I think that's for me, uh, uh, the way that I, that is, that's helped. That's, that's my kind of process of, of, mm-hmm. of, of uh, getting through those things. So when I read this article, I was, uh, one of the things that stood out to me and really made me think is that, you know, in today's world, you know, social media, the Piers Morgans of the world are a lot worse now. Yeah. Than, but maybe not a lot worse, maybe just a lot louder now because of social media and things. So how, how do you think a 19-year-old Chesney Hawks would have coped with the, the social media and how things are today? That's a good question. I, to be honest, it's hard to, it's hard to answer that question because it's cut in. No, obviously it's very, I mean, you know, it's not how my life was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I think, um, I think it would have been similar uh, because you're still in that kind of fishbowl, no matter, you know, even if social media wasn't around. Um, the difference I think is that you get the randoms uh, and you can hear the randoms, <laughs> you, you know, those people that, that hide behind uh you know, uh, some kind of name uh, that, that may not may or not be them yeah. um, and keep themselves anonymous. Um, and there's a lot of easy targeting uh, that comes from from everywhere. You know, mm-hmm. um, I mean, listen, I get it now. <laughs> you know, I, I see it now. I mean, I, I generally get a lot of love, but which is which is really nice, you know, but, they, you know, the haters are there <laughs> and, uh, you know, if you see, when you see it, um, it can, it can hurt. And so, yeah, I, I feel like um, I'm, I'm talking aloud here because it's not a question I've been asked on enough. Um, 
I feel like uh, I probably it probably would have affected me, um, you know, uh, because it, it, you can't really get away from it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we all read posts. We all get in there, you know. So, I mean, some people don't. I know I heard that Ed Sheeran doesn't even own a phone. He, he just put his down. He just let it, you know, we, I, should, I should quite I respect him for that, to be honest yes. with you. Um, you know, but, you know, it's easy to just pick up and look at Twitter or whatever, you know, and as much love as you do see there, uh, there's always one that is like the complete opposite. People are, you know, literally, you know, would be happy if you weren't even on the planet. You know, mm. it's like sometimes it is so brutal. You can't even believe it, you know. Uh, and, and what amazes me, because I'm not that kind of person, is, is that people will care enough about people they don't know um, to say these things. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's the, that's the hard thing. It's like, yeah, but you don't know me. You don't, how do you, why, how can you say that? How can you say that about me? Be as cruel as that. And without any uh, knowledge of what kind of person I am, you know, uh, it is amazing to me that people do that. You know? mm-hmm. And maybe because I've been uh, on the other side of that my whole life, it, it really does annoy me that people do that because it is bullying. There's no yeah. doubt about it. And of course, it's not just with famous people. Of course, it's not. And, you know, I have kids now and my and my my youngest, I'm sorry, my oldest uh, back when he was at school, he's 20 now. But like back in school days, you know, he, he was bullied on, on social media, mm-hmm. you know, and it was really, really tough really tough and these kids are so cruel um and it is a, a horrible phenomenon uh you know in, in modern life that uh unfortunately it's it's not going away you know do your kids ever have issues with the fact that they've got a famous dad or is that that kind of a no a non a non-starter no i i i think they I think they kind of liked it uh, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then other times uh, they were like, I, I wish it would just, you know, go away. Um, you know, they, they are kids. So of course they're on social media and they mm-hmm. see some of these, some of these hateful things um, and, and it can affect them, you know, and they've seen, they've seen it even just with general people coming up to me in the streets, you know, uh, they, you know, it's like, Oh, dad's getting some abuse again. <laughs> you oh. know, <laughs> They see, they see it, you know, but they, they're used to it. You know, they, they, they've been obviously grown up with it. So, uh, you know, I, I think there's, there's benefits and, and the, it, you know, the other side of it uh, in a way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you're obviously very passionate as well about, about mental health and about the fact about trying to keep people mentally healthy because, you, you, you yourself had a podcast, um, a while back yes. called yes. "We Are We Are All a Bit Mental." Um, <laughs> t- I mean, it's still there. I've got it right in front of me. Um, I think yeah. the last one was about uh, July last year. But um, so, tell me a bit about that. How did that come about? Well, it came about from my from my mate uh, Brandon Block, who uh, uh, has been through his own fair share of things over the years. Um, and uh, him and I just talking and, uh, you know, getting into our mental health. And, you know, we've known each other for 30 years. And uh, and we just, uh, you know, started this little podcast uh, to, to talk to people about, you know, it was through the pandemic, funnily enough, uh, you know, because obviously uh, I guess it's in the forefront because people are locked. We're locked in their houses and locked in their own heads um, and uh, and probably, you know, suffering, suffering a little bit more with mental health because of these issues um, and you know, I've got kids that 
you know, or an age that was really tough through the pandemic, um, you know, losing uh, out on these rites of passage of uh, that kids do at that age um, because they were stuck at home with their parents, you know. Uh, so it was just a lot of a lot of talk of, of mental health, and um, and so we started this little podcast, and you know, it was, it was really fun actually. Um, you know, uh, so we got on some great guests, and we talked to we talked to all sorts of people, and uh, got into it, and and there were tears, and there were a lot of laughter, and and uh, you know, it was it was a it was a great little little project actually. Um, so so yeah, and I, I also did another through through the pandemic. I did a, a show called Live and Unfiltered, where I it, it morphed into kind of more of a talking about mental health, and uh, you know. I, you know, I, I brought on um, p- people like uh, that were working, working, uh, you know, in hospitals, you know, on the front line of what was happening there. And, you know, and I kind of uh, talked to them about that, their mental health and, you know, how, how is it to, you know, dealing with this and, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, so I, I feel, I felt like, um, you know, as a, as a, somebody that's, that's got some kind of platform uh, that people uh, will listen to a certain extent, you know, uh, it's not something that I wanted really, but like, you know, it's there, isn't it? Fame, fame has that thing that people want to listen. And so I, I felt like I wanted to use it for some kind of good in a way, uh, rather than just talking about my music and talking about, uh, you know, or answer questions about what kind of color underwear I'm wearing or something <laughs> like that. Let's talk about something a little bit, uh, a bit, bit deeper and a little bit more substantial, you know? So on that, on that subject then, so what we're talking gray, white, Black, we're going here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what have I got on today? Uh, Grey today. Got, hey, got, a pair of, got a pair of Calvin Kleins on. <laughs> lovely, lovely. Um, so one of the things that I find really interesting is, you know, it was a few years ago there was this um, this TV show. Was it the big the big reunion um, show? You know, the, all the all the nineties bands and stuff coming back, and one yeah. of the most common. Um, themes on that was how tough it was being a pop star in the 90s and how uh, well certainly for them anyway and I'm not saying for you you can correct me on this but how almost poorly they were treated um in terms of of being a musician and being an artist at that time was that something that that you had um that you had kind of dealt with yeah I'd say I had some gripes um, you know, from the, from the record business. Um, I don't think it's changed. I have to be oh, honest. Really? I think, I think, I think uh, artists are still badly treated um, and not just artists in the, in the music industry. You know, I, I'm talking about, you know, reality TV and, you know, there are people out there that, I mean, what happened to me is very similar to what happens to a lot of um, people on these reality shows where you get this like sudden fame, um, and you know, very easy to believe the hype and, you know, suddenly you're on front covers of magazines and papers and whatever, and people are talking about you. If you don't have uh, a good grounding and a good family around you, you could easily, you know, believe that hype. And then of course, there's always another side to it where there's, you know, the meteoric rise and then the, <laughs> the, uh, the massive crash afterwards. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of these kids that have come through like Love Island or whatever, you know, don't have any support uh, on the other side of it um, and then really suffer with their mental health, really have a difficult time because <laughs> how can you not, yeah. you know? So that happened to me, uh, you know, uh, I was 
after a few years, uh, you know, dropped by the record label and I couldn't get, you know, you, 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 I had like what I thought was kind of a, my music family, you know, uh, the record girl, record company girls around me were like sisters to me and, um, you know, big management and, and the record label people and all that, you know, uh, was suddenly like instantly gone when I was dropped from the record label and I couldn't even get them on the phone. You know, so that was really, really upsetting. Yeah. Um, and yes, that affected me. Yeah. God, yeah. And I feel like I was badly treated. Yeah. As a human being. I mean, yeah. you know, um, so, so yeah, I, I, you know, I, I fell into, after that, um, fell into writing and with other, with other artists and, and started kind of mentoring young artists. And, um, and it's one of the things that, uh, you know, I, I talk to them about is that kind of fleetingness of it and how it doesn't mean anything, any kind of success, uh, um, you know, any kind of fame, it, it, it's all meaningless. You know, it's it just, it's, um, it's fun and, you know, but don't take it seriously mm-hmm. for God's sake, because, you know, you know, whatever's happening right now um, is yes, it will be, you know, yesterday's, chip paper tomorrow (laughs) and uh you know as much love as you're feeling right now from from wherever you're feeling it uh it won't last because it's not real you know um and so so you know i think i think my dad actually told me right but that kind of something like you know to that to those words back back way 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 back Mm -hmm. where he said don't don't believe the hype don't believe the good stuff and don't believe the bad stuff so if you can stay neutral, you're doing well. Yeah, and you know? you're doing you're doing things nowadays though under your own um, your own control, aren't you? So you, you're it, yeah. it controls that the right word, but you know what I mean. You know that you're yeah. It's it's your it's your baby now. Yeah, I'm an independent artist, In- darling. Oh, well, there we go, independent <laughs> artist. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that is very true. And and I love I love that because it, mm-hmm. I really am in control of the, you know, everything. I mean, back then I had to fight for the songs I wanted to record because mm-hmm. there was like, you know, a committee of people, you know, saying you should record this song, you should work with that writer because he's the hot writer of the moment. And, let's, you know, you should work with that person. And... Uh, so, so nowadays I get to choose the songs, uh, you know, which is, I think how it should be as an artist. And I, and I did fight hard for, for the songs that I recorded back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, you know, they were compromises and there's certain songs that I probably wouldn't have recorded and, and maybe certain people that I just, you know, was like, well, it's not really my kind of, it's not really my cup of tea, but oh, Christ, I'll do it. If you, if you really want me to, <laughs> you know, so so nowadays, yeah, uh, the, my career is definitely in my own hands. Uh, but of course, you know, I'm not part of the machine, so the money's not quite the same, and you know, and I don't have the um, the resources I had back then. But uh, but that's okay. I, you know, my priorities are in a very different uh, place right now. But look at that smile on your face. That 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 says that's a completely different part of it. That says the whole thing. You know, you're yeah. you're sitting there, you're comfortable, you're happy, and you're doing what you love because you love it, and that's. That's yeah, what's yeah. important. Well, that's one thing that never left me. Um, mm. To be to be honest with you, Chris, I I, I have always had uh, an enormous love of of what I do, and and I know and realize how lucky I am to be making a living out of playing music. Uh-huh. You know, it's a it's an amazing privilege to to have that. You know, uh, and I do I do. It's one of my 
you know, things in the morning in my gratitudes is like, thank you for music. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Because I still love it. You know, I can't pass it. I can't walk past the guitar without picking it up. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, that's where I am, you know, right, so. right behind me. Well, you can't see it, but I've got my piano behind me as well. And I can't, I can't go past it without turning it on and at least just playing something. Yeah. Chord yeah. of the day. I call it. Yeah. Brilliant idea. So you mentioned a tour. Um, are you coming up my way anytime soon? Uh, yeah, I am actually. Um, in fact, I'm, I'm in Scotland quite a lot these days because my, my 18 year old daughter is in St. Andrews. Um, oh, wow. Studying. That's literally 20 minutes away from my house. Oh, wow. Are you, where are you, Dundee? Forfar. So just uh, at Dundee, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. No, so I'm there a lot. Uh, you know, I go and uh, visit her or go and, you know, help her take stuff up there. But um, I'm going to be up there. I'm going to be at the Edinburgh uh, Fringe. Oh, wow. Um, Excellent. Yeah, I'm doing a, a, it's a new podcast that I'm involved in. Um, and we're taking it live um, on the 17th, 18th, 19th um, up, yeah, at the, at the Gilded Balloon. Brilliant. So, so that's good. Yeah, I'm going to be there. I've got the Rewind Scotland coming up at Scone, which nice. I believe is in July. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 exactly. Which is mm-hmm. July 24th, I think that is. Uh, I think there are others, actually. But if anyone's interested, chesneyhawks.com, that's where all my gigs are. <laughs> Brilliant. Get the plug in there before we... Before we wrap up, I'm actually getting a countdown on my Zoom anyway, so because I don't pay oh. for I don't pay for premium Zoom, not a chance. Um, <laughs> but um, but no, honestly, thank you so much for for taking the time to chat to me. I'm I'm over the moon with uh, with what was spoken about and and just the fact that you've even though you're so tired, you're still taking the time to sit down and chat. I really really appreciate it. Thank you. No, it's my absolute pleasure, mate. And thank you for having me on. You know, it's it's nice to talk about things like this. You know, and. Uh, to get a little bit deep and uh, and because I think what you're doing here uh, in this podcast is helping people, you know, because it's it's a form of, um, you know, just uh, getting it out. Yeah. You know, people, people we need to talk and yes. and, you know, it's important. And we've all we all go through, you know, we all have a mental health, you know, whether whether you're, you know, doing OK or or you're, uh, you know, struggling. Um mm-hmm. You know, we, we all need to talk about uh, these things. And so, you know, I, my hat's off to you for, for, for doing this. A massive thank you once again to the one and only Chesney Hawks for chatting to me today on the Peer Project podcast. What a journey that guy's had, honestly. And I love the fact that he's still going and it's 2022. And if I'm being honest, in my opinion, still as popular as ever. I love it. Um... So, yeah, please don't forget to like, rate and subscribe to the podcast. You can find me uh, all over social media on at Duke Writes Books. Uh, you can find all the information on all the podcasts that I am doing uh, coming up very, very soon. Um, have a great week. Look after yourself. And I will see you again very, very soon on the Peer Project podcast. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.